Yes, so I told them, I'm not really a cricket type of guy. But I like my curries on the mild side, you know. Windloof, no thank you, not for me. Mm. And probably, if, you know, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose a Guinness over a Cobra beer. What are you trying to say? That you're not really a Bobby Deal kind of guy, you're more into Bobby Dylan? Oh, talking of Bob Dylan, um, as you said, the times, they are a-changing. So what, are you trying to shatter every single stereotype that's associated with British Asians all in one fell swoop? I mean, do you think the world will be able to handle it, Manish Sahih? Let's find out. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. Now, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Black Lives Matter because it's been all over the news. We've seen the protests. We've seen statues being um, toppled. Mm. This latest thing happening today. That's yesterday. right. So, you know, we now we, as it's a caveat that Black Lives Do Matter. It's the most important thing. But I thought we'd make it a bit more personal and talk about how it's affected us, what it's done to us in our life. Yeah, and therefore we are taking it a step further and talking about racism in general. And the world has now erupted. Everybody's uh, kind of, uh, you know, embraced this movement and minority communities all across the world have felt it uh, necessary now to highlight to the rest of the world how they have at a certain point in time been felt marginalized or suppressed. And uh, so this is about race. It is about uh, identity. It is about shattering myths of superiority virtually uh, uh, on the basis that you're of a certain skin color or you're of a certain race. And by making it personal, by talking about our own personal experiences, we thought we might be able to shed some light on how we have dealt with racism or have not dealt with racism. Yeah, like if you're asking me, hmm. I think I've been quite fortunate that I haven't, even though I've, I've grown up in London hmm. and as you said, in India as well. Maybe because London is such a melting point of cultures, races, so many immigrants. Um, I haven't really faced that much racism. So think you think. I mean, I'm sure when I was a kid, I was called names and all that, but nothing that scarred me. Hmm. And do you think that might have something to do with the fact that you actually didn't grow up in a predominantly Asian neighborhood, which could have gone against you? It could have you. gone totally the other way. You're yeah. right. I didn't grow up in a predominantly Asian neighborhood, but it could have gone the other way because you're the only yeah. one in the village kind so of thing. So you stand out. Yeah, they can mm. be very mean to you, maybe. Mm. But uh, I'll tell you a story. When I was, um, many years later, when I was up north in Staffordshire and I was doing my um, degree, um, I, I, as usual, I arrived late for the thing, so I, I couldn't get hostel accommodation. So I lived in this beautiful, scenic, tiny village where to get to the main road was a mile walk. Mm. Very pretty. Mm. But um, there was no transport unless you got the 8 o'clock in the morning school bus, which they let you. So for the first two, three weeks, no one gave me a lift. I used to walk up. But uh, by the end of the month, everyone was, you know, over nice, over patronizing maybe. Mm. But they were very lovely. So once and they got to know you, you Once said. they got to know me, you know, stopping, giving me lifts. Mm. There was one guy who used to come in the morning uh, on a motorbike, honk his thing, and I'd get on the back with him. Mm. And he'd take me into town, forget the bus. So if somebody asked you whether or not you've ever faced racism in your life growing up as a British Asian, your answer would be no. Very minor racism. Mm. Mm. Of course I've had the odd thing said to me when I've walked past and all, mm. but I've not been beaten or attacked or mm. mugged or, you know, As you're saying, you haven't been scarred. On, yeah. Mm. 
for me it was very different because i grew up in india so naturally the question of racism doesn't arise but then again even in india within communities or even in a secular country where several religions coexist i've always had people come up to me and express uh, you know uh, surprise in fact over my name which is a persian name but i'm a, i'm a hindu and to the point that they would always mention it to me that oh you so you're not muslim so why do you have a name like shabnam and things like that so that always stood out so i knew that you know religion was a very strong part of our identity in india and so was i think the caste system i mean i grew up in a cosmopolitan city like delhi and i grew up with extremely broad minded parents and therefore i never faced it personally but you know even in india What, when you fact, look at your name you're talking about my name and the fact that you know even though we are all hindus even amongst hindus you know you've got different subsections there's so many i know what you're going to say you're talking about the color of your skin how dark with the shade of your skin yes so i think growing up my insecurities were more about the fact that i'm uh, uh, dark skinned you know so <coughs> isn't that what they call in those marriage ads not that i've ever read a marriage ad is that isn't that what they call witish yeah possibly uh, why do they call it witish when they, i wish they'd say things like coffee colored olive skin cappuccino, cappuccino shaded or whatever it is you know when you actually completely a different track here the names that foundations have been given by body shop are my absolute favorite you know they have things like um uh, uh, coffee colored coffee reminded me they have almond andalusian almond and you know mild cappuccino and things like that so even when you're choosing your color palette which is obviously <laughs> you can have mild cappuccino or dark cappuccino you can have a double shot of cappuccino or mild right. cappuccino something like that but so but So that's the thing. My insecurities were about were, were centered around the fact that you know I was dark skinned and therefore a lot of people again not my immediate family but I'm sure there were comments made by people around me that made me very aware of the fact that light skinned was the desirable thing to be. And we are talking about people people commenting on things that are actually not in your control your race is something which you cannot change it is your dna it is your heritage it is something you should be proud of your color of skin is something you cannot change and people holding that against you that is the sad thing right actually this brings me on to something totally different again mm. but have you noticed recently that um, thanks to this black lives matter you got a lot of these Bol- bollywood celebrities yeah uh, tweeting and putting instagram posts on yeah. it But they've all kind of done skin lightening cream ads. Yes. The majority of them have. They they all been now, you know. And I think so it's the usual thing that they do it and they, you know, the PR people tell them, "Oh, just do it." They do then, it, they make the money. And, and, and make yeah. the money and then you just apologize and say, "I was young, mm-hmm. I was naive, yeah. I didn't know what's going on. I was new to the industry." While I, I don't support that at all, let's not forget it's symbolic of how society thinks. It's not just these Bollywood stars who are saying that, you know, "Oh, come and put this cream on and you'll be as fair as I am." They are saying what society says to every girl probably again the distinction between a girl and a guy we are also getting into a gender bias here in India you know it is um, un- unless you are extremely broad minded everybody wants a boy everybody wants that's again another debate but those things are changing those things are changing yes but not rapidly enough but today we are looking exclusively at racism so even i would say that i didn't face racism but i can understand how one uh, you know a particular uh, a person growing up especially when you know your self confidence is not at its peak when you're still discovering who you are you're still kind of trying to adjust to you know your adolescence and stepping into the world only discovering what the big bad world is but all there about are even subsectors in in this also there's like the brahmins yeah. you got the fair brahmins and all yeah, that the yeah, darker brahmins 
Brahmins. Those who might say that you know we've been priests for generations, and that just by being from a family of priests, I'm superior, more superior than you. You hear such heartbreaking tales of you know one person not giving another person food, or the Dalits or the untouchables are not people. You know they say that. If we see you first thing in the morning, then our day is going to be ruined, or you know we're not going to give you food. And if we touch you, it's a bad thing. How terrible! So there've always been movements, you know, in various parts of the world that try and kind of make it a level. That reminds feet. me. Were you around? Was it twenty thirty years ago when the Mandal Commission happened? Do you remember that? Twenty thirty years ago, was I around? Yes, I was definitely oh. around. I was in school then, and Mandal Commission was a big thing. I remember because just to tell everyone, to all your podcast listeners, what it is. The Mandal Commission was a commission that had been set up by the Indian government, which came back with its findings to say that there should be a reservation, certain percentage of jobs, office jobs, government jobs should be reserved for people from and the lower classes. And they should go to people from exactly lower class. Back. Backwards. And I think twenty, thirty years down the line, it has made a difference. It has probably. I remember made a then. I think it was twenty years ago, probably twenty twenty-five. Twenty-five years ago, years ago probably. That there was your friends and all probably yeah. you know were demonstrating saying no, it's all on merit. I was still in school, not you, but yes, but yeah, your kind of ilk, kind of people. Yes, uh, the brainy university types were yeah. saying that you know it should be on merit. Yeah, we're we're fighting so hard for a place. We're going to yeah. lose that also. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a huge public outcry, yeah. and even following again coming back to what's happening in America right now, and you know how the rest of the world has reacted to it. Uh, I was on a Zoom call to three of my closest friends in the world. So one of them is married to a white American. She, but she's Indian. We're all Indian. Uh, she lives in Florida, and two other friends in India, and me in London. So the four of us were having a chat, and we were talking about this George Floyd incident, and she. He said that look, I'm in academia. I'm a professor. My husband's a professor, and we feel that when at that level in the world of academics, merit should be the only deciding factor. It should not be uh, on your color of skin or whether you're on your gender. Meritocracy. Meritocracy words, yeah. is because otherwise you are diluting the academic brilliance of an institution. You know, which is again not something that But you want. I to. bet you didn't agree. With that. I didn't because I, I said so. that I think laws are extremely essential because if you were to let nature take its course and let suppressed people take their own sweet time to get all the advantages that everybody. Else have uh, have and come up in society. That's going to take, take forever. Thousands right, of years, right. right? And I feel that is why I feel again. Maybe we are biased because we live in this country. The UK is a lot more open, is a lot more accepting as a society than America is. That's that's my take, having lived in in the UK for so many years now. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I agree with you because <coughs> sorry, there's a lot of boxes to take. No, there yeah, are a lot of boxes I, I, which they like to take. No, but I think it's important to have those boxes to take because that's why you know, for instance, every time we did the school run when our kids were in primary school, you know, you would see it's as you said, it's a it's a melting pot of cultures and languages, and everything is celebrated. They would have an assembly on Indian culture, they would have an assembly on African culture, they would have an assembly on French culture, Iranian culture. So these kids from but a young is, age. This is London. It's yeah, London is different. different. I do understand London is different, but by and large, I get the. Sense that UK in UK people are more tolerant and more accepting. I like to think so as well. I think. Yeah, and so tell me, do you think, as British Asians, we actually make a conscious decision to either go out of the way and embrace British culture more, so we don't stand out, or do you think we say let's just live in our own cocoon and still kind of you know be closer to everything that comes to us naturally i personally think both are wrong if you just live in your little bubble yeah. that's also wrong hmm. and if you go 
too much the other side to just please mm. everyone who then you completely denying yourself the yeah, pleasure I of knowing think, your yeah, culture exactly i think you should it should be a balance mm. be very proud of who you are where you came from mm. but also be happy to adjust the other side you know i also find it hard to answer when people ask me have you ever faced racism at work now my answer would be a straightforward no and that has a lot to do with the fact that i have predominantly worked with the asian community i have worked with the mainstream as well i have worked with europeans as well but predominantly my work has been in the asian community and i have not seen racism at all that has ever made me feel that i'm either not worthy of or i'm being looked down upon or I've, i'm being patronized i haven't felt it at all but when you worked in all these european tv shows yeah. were they um nicer to you they were very nice to me but then i don't know whether that was because they felt that you know we shot the entire show in india across so many months in fact a year and then i put that book out i don't know whether i was the exotic element of the show and therefore they kind of really looked you know looked after me well but again maybe it's a personal experience but i've been really lucky uh to not have ever faced racism to the point that you know it has disturbed me or it has changed my thinking or altered me in any way as parents raising two teenagers now um in multicultural britain of this day and age what do you think our duty is i think on a very micro level on a personal level it is our duty to tell our children about these things to talk about these things because when they step into the wider world they will know about racism they will know about what's happening around the world already they already do what is the solution to it i think education plays a very big role in determining your self confidence and from self confidence comes the confidence to take on any knocks that life might throw at you if somebody says to a child you know later in their year that oh you're not worthy of this job because you're of a certain ethnicity or because you're of which is what happens which is what happens i think if you enlighten yourself if you educate yourself if you are made aware of the fact that everyone is equal and that at the end of the day you are as good as uh, as meritorious if that is a word. I know but you've also got to go the other side and explain to your kids you've got to also got to explain to them that there are glass ceilings. Yes. Which maybe many of their friends may not have. Yeah, which they do have. So well, I mean and they've got to break them. They've got to break those barriers. You got as you said you got to give them the confidence. You've got to give them the confidence. You've got to give make them feel loved in their own skin. You've got to make them feel that they are in no way inferior to anyone else if they put in the hard work if they are on the straight and narrow and if they put their heart and soul into whatever they want to make their profession they should have the confidence to think that they could get to the top and when reality anything. hits them yeah. and achieve anything when reality hits them if the reality is different and reality is rapidly changing right yeah but and it is, but it is different it's mm. not so clear cut yeah you, you know, know i feel it whatever I you want you just go for it and you'll get it because 9 times out of 10 you probably won't yeah but i feel that as a parent who is either british asian or an asian in britain whichever way i describe myself it depends on what my mood is my outlook i think or is completely different from my kids because they were they were born here they're growing up here this is their country they're in there's not even a shadow of a doubt in their mind that they belong elsewhere or that you know while they're proud of their indian heritage this is completely their country but I still feel in the corner of my heart somewhere I still struggle as we've spoken about so many times in this podcast I still struggle to define home and I think it's going to be easier for their generation let's just hope that all these protests actually lead to some concrete laws being changed to accommodate more people of a wider ethnic mix to 
you know, really not be made to feel inferior because that's what this is all about. George Floyd, what really made me teary-eyed was the fact that how can one man do this to another man in full public view with so many people looking on? And then came the racist argument that a white man in a uniform, naturally, institutionally, he's been given to believe that he has the right to do what he did to this other this, man and this, he can get away scot free. Of, this sort of thing happens in India as well. Have you not yeah. seen those uh, videos yeah, of yeah. Uh, politicians and policemen slapping left right and center Beating someone up yeah. Yeah, yeah even in india human life is very cheap very cheap because in india there's another angle to it and in india you feel that once you've got into politics that is your safe harbor you can get away with murder practically as long as you have you know political power as long as you have money that is a different thing but um but yeah let's just hope that all these movements that have erupted these small movements that have erupted in support of black lives matter which is the biggest chant right now let's hope that it leads to a better world for our children otherwise the loss of life would have been in vain, in vain right there's a couple of things we disagree on you're a great fan of uh, bme yeah black asian ethnic minorities right? yeah i feel it's a lot of box ticking box ticking so do you think there should be again no, it's, 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 it's 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 correct that there should be a little bit there should be a helping hand yeah but everything should not be determined by hmm. your ethnicity that you can only get this job because yeah you, you've ticked this box mm. you you can only talk about this 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 because you're from this place you know what i'm trying to talk about that all the jobs we've got mm. in writing and all it has to be india centric about food or mm. about bollywood mm. no one wants to know you know what the color why you like agar's socks mm. or how would you rate pink floyd songs mm. in order they don't want they don't want to know, know it from you yeah mm. Uh that's true. You you uh, you think we can't make a rack of lamb better than the next guy? No, I'm sure we can. Uh so yeah, it's I think different people have different and again, all our opinions are based on personal experiences. We are yeah, conditioned yeah. by our circumstances. And I think both of us recognize all the you and I had completely different upbringings. Both of us recognize how lucky we've been at least in the matter of racism. that we've grown up in two different countries but we've never faced anything that has either scarred us for life or left such a lasting impression on us that we've had to either you know and pass also, on our insecurities no, to our children huh. we might be in a minority because we might there be is, in a minority it yes. is very prevalent yeah and it is something that can't be swept under the carpet anymore you can't just think that you know nature can take it take its own course and everything will be uh, great and equality will prevail and everybody will have a level playing field all in due course when it happens because that's going to take centuries now is the time to act now is the time for everyone to speak up as they are saying if you're silent that only means you're complicit with those who are perpetrating the crime you have to make your voice heard on a much lighter note yes how's it feel being old i believe you're the mom of two teenage sons since yesterday that's right i am the, that's it game over now i'm a 13 and a 15 year old what's Nearly left 16 15 and 16 yeah the 13 and 15 and a half 15. please don't make him 16 yet yeah. because that is another a whole new challenge for us to embrace but um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to having some very intelligent conversations with my two teenagers and i'm going to say to them in no uncertain terms you're you're on your own from now if you need any advice from me come to me otherwise you know where the big beans and sausages are kept well that's that's your first hurdle where you fall in here <laughs> which is well, you think uh, you're going to have intelligent conversations with teenagers yeah well there you go clearly i don't remember my teenage years well that's it for now we'll be back with another episode of the shabby and man podcast uh, if you enjoy listening to us please do subscribe please do rate recommend uh, do everything review do everything as that one does 
and find us on all the usual platforms. Lovely. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.